Selected engagements in the United States, William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist opened. Well, you've heard about all those reports about The Exorcist and uh, the trouble it's causing, people fainting and so forth. I went to check it out. The manager of the National Theater in Westwood says that there indeed are at least a dozen people who faint or become ill during every showing. Sometimes even they stand in line for five and seven hours. We've heard some of the people say they've been standing in line that long. And they'll come in and they won't be able to watch the whole movie because it's just too much for them. And they'll come out after about an hour, but they don't complain about standing in line. I don't like it. I want to go home. It makes my heart beat too fast. No. Why would they? I'm not going back in there. She turned her head around. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the grossest thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's weird. She turned her head around. <laughs> she turned her head around. It just scared me to death. Things just like this just it just scared, really scared me to death. I guess it was when she was talking to Devil's Voice. Oh, oh God, I can't believe it. Are you going to go back in and see more of the movie now? Probably, yeah. What are you going to do right now? I don't want to see it, but my curiosity is killing me. I have to see it. I fainted like 10 minutes after the first beginning of the movie. And I walked out, and they gave me some water. I think it's disgusting. Why? I don't know. It's just, it's just it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me want to get sick like everybody says. It just, my legs are just going, Neh. And I want to go in the lobby and not watch it, and I have to cover my ears. I don't know why I waited four hours to see that. Do you, do you believe in it? Well, I'm a Catholic. It makes me want to go to church. It's gross. What is that? Yeah. That is one of the most grossest movies in the world. It is. I ain't never took my coat over my face like that. At the North Point Theater through two or more performances to get in. One close estimate figures 100,000 people have seen The Exorcist since it opened four weeks ago. Seriously, man. It really was. It was Seriously. It was a good movie, but it was really bad. I tell everybody go see it. Debbie in Castlehane, North Carolina, asked this question. I'm interested to become an exorcist. Why does it take the Catholics days, weeks, or months to do an exorcism? 
Well, first of all, let me say, Debbie, I encourage you to enroll in our International School of Exorcism. It's online. It's available to you 24-7. You don't have to drag around DVDs, a computer monitor, or a DVD player. You don't have to go to a class somewhere. You don't have to drive somewhere and take your time. It's always with you. And what's important, once you've graduated and been certified, you have the opportunity to be personally mentored by me if you come to one of my seminars and sit in with me when I do personal one-on-one -on -one encounters. But in addition to that, you have the school with you forever, 24-7, and you can go back and study at any time. Plus, in addition to the high-quality professional training videos, you get a detailed study guide. So enroll now in the International School of Exorcism. The Exorcist is a film dealing with the supernatural. Parental discretion is advised. A CBS special movie presentation. The number one box office movie of its kind. A classic tale of innocent lives suddenly transformed. A mother and daughter on the brink of tragedy. And only one man can possibly save them. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. Watch the Academy Award winning suspense classic. The Exorcist, next. Alright, here we are. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here, once again. Bringing you some My Ruin in the background. This is the 700 Tapes Podcast, coming to you live... Like a suicide from the Atlans of Arizona. I am joined as always by the one and the only, the man, the myth, the legacy, Angel the Sun, Demon to Others, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, sir? I can't complain in the slightest. Oh, uh, yeah? Yourself? I'm doing good. I've had a long weekend. Right. But I'm happy to be here. Damn right. Happy to be doing the damn thing. Happy to be into our second week of our massive October Halloween spooktacular fresh off Ram Stoker's Dracula. Hope right. you guys enjoyed that one. Woo. If you have not listened to it, check it out. It's really cool. We liked it. Right. How are you doing? Again, I can't complain. Uh... I just gotta say, this movie was pretty badass. Yeah? Yeah. You had not seen this movie prior to this, correct? I have not. And I've heard of, you know, I've heard all the stories and stuff like that, and... Eh. I think that's most people, like... There's a lot of hype around this movie, and there's a lot of build-up. Right. And I think most people I've talked to that hadn't seen it, that watched it for the first time, were like, really, that's what I was afraid to watch? Like... Yeah. That? Like... 
But you gotta remember, I think we were saying this a little before we got on here. Um, in 1973, it was a whole different ball game. Oh yeah. Nobody had ever seen anything like this before. Right. Ever. Right. So it was really a traumatic, as you heard from the intro. That was a traumatic experience. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. A lot of people just could not handle the visuals. And believe it or not, it wasn't really the demon shit that got a lot of people at the beginning. It was the, the medical procedure <laughs> with kind of the blood squirting out of the catheter and shit. A lot of people were squeamish with that shit, I guess. And then I would be remiss to do any kind of episode having to do anything with exorcism mm-hmm. and not involving Dr. Bob Larson. Right. Who you heard from the International <laughs> School of Exorcism. Oh, uh, shit. That guy, do you know who that is? The fraud. Yeah, but have you? Did you knew prior to this who he was? Like, so he was. So he had the books and he had the seminars. Yes. And uh, uh, I remembered what early uh, early to late nineties. Yeah. Um, I like because the name always sticks out, right? You know. Um, but yes, I I, I remember. That's cool. I will tell you uh, when I was deep into this shit, I was a huge Bob Larson fan. Like really. I, I listened to his radio show every day. Like, I never missed an episode. Damn. I had a bunch of his books. Damn. I had donated to his ministry a few times. Damn. I was on his show once. I, I think I remember you telling me that. I called in. Years and, ago. Yeah, by, like 1997. Damn. I actually called in and got on the show and talked to him a little bit. It was and, badass. Yeah, it was kind of cool. But, yeah, that was my whole thing. Um but yeah, you look at it from like a lot of things. You look at it from the outside in, mm-hmm. and you see like, man, this guy's becoming a millionaire off of this. And even back then, there were there was a few things here and there that were a little shady, like just the way he did shit, and, and it's kind of like he was making it up as he went along, or it got a little more outlandish the longer it went on, you know. I think there was a uh, like a YouTube clip or whatever where. He's like exercising a person, like in a church. Right. Yeah, I think it's like a black lady or There's something. There's a lot of those. Like, yeah, I've seen that when you're grr, talking about that. Grr, grr, grr. Well, Here's like, the boom. thing, though. Like, <laughs> I've had stuff like that happen, mm. but his is like every single person acts the exact same way, which is right. kind of weird, but almost like they're they know what to expect. Right. Like they know how they're expected to act. It is. I don't know. And a lot of things, just like they said in the in this movie. Mm-hmm. In case you guys didn't know, we're covering The Exorcist this evening. Um, just like they said in the movie, it's psychological. If they think they're possessed, mm-hmm. the exorcism is going to help cure them because they it's like a placebo. Right. They think it's curing it and they're thinking it, making it go away. Not to take away and say that there's no such thing as possession oh, no. or exorcism. Because you and I know, you and I both have experienced that firsthand. Yes. Which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. In fact, I'm going to maybe try to cut a little bit short the stuff that we usually do, so we do have time to do that and we don't run too long. Gotcha. Um, let me just give you a plug real quick. I got a bunch of exciting announcements, and then maybe we'll jump right into it. Cool. Um, check us out on the interwebs on Facebook. Under the 700 Tapes Podcast, you can also find our Facebook group, also called the 700 Tapes Podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Jasperino, at 700 Tapes. I just realized this week there is no underscore. I've been giving you guys the wrong Twitter address for 20 episodes, and I apologize. It's Jasperino at 700 Tapes. There is no underscore. It's because the old one was Jasperino at underscore HOF Podcast when I was doing the other one. 
but it is no longer that. So, anyway, I'm I'm sure if you guys are following us on Twitter, you you figured that out beyond my my uh, naivete of <laughs> Twitter. Because honestly, I don't know how Twitter works. I'm just on there because there's a lot on. of people on there. Yeah, right, right, right. And then the only time I post on there is I've got my Instagram connected to Twitter. So every time I post on Instagram, it goes. You post on Twitter. Nice. So find us also. Speaking of Instagram, this is my special stuff for this week. Uh, find us on Instagram at 700 Tapes. If you go to our homepage on Instagram, there is now a link there, a Linktree link that you can go to that has a link to everywhere we are at. Nice. There is, most importantly, uh, the first link on there is to our Etsy shop. Nice. Which I have been feverishly working to update this week. There is a lot of brand new stuff on there. A lot of people said they were having trouble finding it um, by typing it in on Etsy. Now you don't have to worry about it. You can go right to our Instagram, hit that link, hit the Etsy shop, and it'll go straight there. Sweet. Um, I, last night, added the t-shirts to the shop. Woo! So you can actually buy the 700 Taste Podcast t-shirt on the uh, Etsy shop now. Nice. It is 12 bucks plus Sweet. shipping. Super cheap. Uh, give us a little support. Tell everybody you love the 700 Taste Podcast. We will appreciate the hell out of you. Um, and... You'll get those sexy ass pictures of Roman Grrr. on the on the Etsy there modeling the shirt. Grrr. And uh, when you order, uh, if you guys have been watching on Instagram, we also got our stickers in. Mm-hmm. With every order, I will be sending you a free sticker. Nice. So free shit from the Seven Hundred Tears podcast. We are not above bribing you not at to all. Uh, listen to us. My other big news, because uh, you can also find all the platforms that were on there. I can now say, find us wherever you find your favorite podcast, because the list is getting longer. Nice. Guess who contacted me this week? Um, they contacted me. Oh, I did yeah. not contact them. Um, I don't know. Amazon Music. Word. Contacted me this week and invited us to upload the podcast to Amazon Music, which I did. Um, they're reviewing it now. I will hear back probably any day, and then we will also be on Amazon Music. Nice. Just freaking cool. I was happy as shit when I got that email. I was like, nice. Whoa, look at that. So we so, must have uh, we must have piqued somebody's curiosity. Because I, so, I don't know if you guys know this, because we're on Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, SoundCloud, Stitcher, because we're kind of a big deal. So iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, motherfuckers, we're so big. I forget iHeartRadio. Yeah. That? Anyway, I'm just kidding. We're humble tape heads yes. doing a VHS review podcast for you, our loyal listeners from the Outlands of Arizona, from an undisclosed location where we have battled dust storms and haboobs, monsoon seasons where there's no monsoon, right? Astro zombies battling our robot lizard overlords as they sling mud feverishly at each other. <laughs> Over and over again, uh, insectoid mutant zombie insects crawling everywhere. That's us bringing it to you, braving all of that to bring you the freshest in podcast content. Damn right. Damn straight. So, let's give you a little background because we're doing The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about this for a long time, you and I. Yes. In fact, the first time we talked about doing a podcast... We had talked about doing kind of a supernatural theme uh-huh. uh, based on kind of our our experiences. Uh, experiences, things we've been through, things we've heard, things we've read about, whatever. And that kind of morphed into this because 
we thought we'd have more content reviewing movies, we could do a longer podcast. Like, Damn right. Because eventually we're going to run out of stories. Of course. You know. Of course. Because we've only got so many. We're not fucking Ghostbusters or Exactly. Like we're not actively still doing it. <laughs> At least I'm not. I don't know about Roman, but. Like, it, like to be honest, it's one of those things if if something happens. comes about. Yeah. I'm Look, I'm not out chasing you know not, right. i ain't scared of no ghosts we're not uh what no. are those those dudes that were like exterminators uh, by day yeah and then they were ghost hunting by night I'm not doing although that. i did a couple of years ago i was seriously looking at purchasing ghost hunting equipment because i seriously wanted to do that shit but i don't know i don't really have the time for it now that i think about it right i mean i could but i don't know anyway um we uh have both had experiences in this kind of uh situation uh i was a christian minister for eight years if you guys have listened to the podcast you already know that during that time i also grew up in church my entire life i've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen but during that time um i was very active in what we call deliverance ministry mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty much a christian way of saying exorcisms mm -hmm. um it was a lot of, it's not like, you know, people automatically think of the exorcist, but people right. floating around, their eyes rolling back, their head rolling around, and, ah, your mother sucks cocks in hell, wah, you know? Right. But um, it's a, it was a lot of just, there's weird shit happening in my house, can you come bless the house? And I would go yep. down and bless the house. We'd have the holy oil, mm -hmm. and um, we'd, you know, bless the house. We'd do some scripture. We'd pray with everybody. You'd do the whole litany of questions, like, have you brought anything new into the house? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like um, you've your personality has changed, or do you feel like you've kind of wandered away from God, or you're doubting your faith, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of going through the whole thing, trying to figure out what the root of the problem is. And a lot of times, it's just... People have hard lives, yep. and sometimes they lose track, and a lot of times just doing that, bringing them closer to their beliefs and to their faith, does a world of good, and a lot of times it didn't come to actually talking to a physical manifestation of a spirit or mm -hmm. entity, or mm -hmm. I really hesitate now to say demon because of my current belief system, which is a whole other story in and of itself, Right. But um, it's something that I, I might have to touch on lightly just to explain a few things when I do my part of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. But what is your background with that coming up and being introduced to it? So the the crazy thing is, like, I, you know, um, so I've grown up in church. My mom has been a pastor since I was 12. Wow. And um, I've always Is she said, still currently pastoring? She's, she's actually an apostle now. Oh, what yes. does that mean? So that means that she... Um, has, was elevated by, I assume, this is my thought of it, and I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. um, she was elevated um, from peers mm -hmm. and um, churches, you know, right. to uh, take the mantle of apostle. Right. So then, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, she can be over many pastors now. Okay. Now, I knew what that meant, gotcha. but I asked you, because a lot of people, if they've never been to church or... Mm -hmm. Didn't go to that kind of church. Right. The terms can be confusing a lot of times. We just kind of take it for granted. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you you know this. You stand up in certain, like, so I'm from, the church that I ministered in was Kojic, Church of God in Christ. Gotcha. Which is a very urban, mm -hmm. black-based um, offset of Baptist, I guess you would say. Right. But, you know, you stand up in church to testify and 
giving honor to God, for pastor, giving honor to Christ, first lady, mm -hmm. everyone in attendance. God is good all the time. All the time. Yes, he is. Yeah. They respond. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's that's what we, that you and I know that. Right. But I would say, and um, your regular run-of-the-mill person that goes to Cornerstone hasn't experienced that. Right. And I love, I, I got to be honest with you, I love it. Like, uh, you watch the Medea movies? Mm -hmm. That makes me want to go to church. You said Medea. Medea. You know. <laughs> Medea. Well, yeah, you know. Kid Cootie. Kid Cootie. <laughs> that's Kid Cuddy for oh, all yeah, you guys right. out there. <laughs> if you guys missed the Bill and Ted episode, shame on you. But Medea, whatever, you know. Right. I watch the Medea movies. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you pronounce your name. It makes me want to go to church. Because there's always a church scene. Yes. And they got the choir going, and man, you get me a full fucking full gospel choir. Oh, you going in? I, I'm going to feel some Holy Ghost. I'm going to wave my hand a little bit. Oh. I'm going to dance. I might speak in some, some Shandala Baja Shoto. You know, some tongues. Little tongues going on. Because, man, it's it's good. It feels good. Yeah. You know, it's it's refreshing in it's, a way it's, I, that i can't explain it feels like home yeah understanding exactly. something that you've done for so long waiting for that potluck after after oh, service oh, get in line early so right. you make sure you get some of that good food oh. and you know anyway <laughs> i digress <laughs> but that's where we come from yes we we both come from and, um religious backgrounds yes. um regardless of what our you know religious backgrounds are now you right know? because in all in all honesty i'm not a religious person yeah, i just either. i just had this conversation last night um at my sister's house and anymore i have to say we're spiritual yes not very, religious because there's a difference yes very 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 so very. this is going to be a very spiritual program so you guys buckle your seat belts because we're in for some shit for some shit for sure so um so wait let me let me give you a second yeah 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 um so with my you know with my my mother being the the person that she is um always knowing of church and being in church it wasn't until i was 19 that i actually felt like i had had a relationship with god with christ you know um it's my mom's a, a christian so i was raised in the the christian faith right so understanding that um that's the the background that I come from. So I've seen, I've seen things, and it wasn't until I embarked on my own journey to uh, figure out what worked for me. Right. Um, because you know what works for you could work for somebody else. You know yep. your dislikes, maybe my likes. You know whatever the case is. Right. So I had to figure out what worked for me. So uh, coming into that, um, you know, walking the the path that I walk, it is. Um, definitely come with you know the the bumps in the night yep. you know <laughs> yep. to say the least and even i can actually i can actually go back to when i was four five i, I remember seeing things so the gift is yep. always yes definitely. been i just didn't know i didn't know how to harness right you know I didn't have the montage, you know, that you have in yeah. movies where it's like, dun, 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 you know, yeah. trying to get to that, that moment. Or of they show clarity. the kid like something weird happens to him and he sees something mm -hmm. and then they're like 12 years later. Right. And he's in college and they're playing the rock music. And he's like, <laughs> We're going to class. And then something happens like 
this is just like when I was a kid. Right. You know. It's it's almost like a suppressed memory now is yeah. in the forefront of your mind kind of thing. Because I've also always seen things. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people are just susceptible to that. Yep. And listen to this episode with a grain of salt, because I know everybody doesn't buy into this. Everybody doesn't believe it. But we're just relating to you our experiences as we experience them. Right. You can take it however you want. Explain it however you want. That's yep. fine. Because our paths are totally different now, but we, we're both doing the same shit, which is really crazy. Because right. yours, even though you're not religious, you're mm-hmm. spiritual, yours is still more of a Christian-based De- definitely. Ideolo- ide- ideology. ideology. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've gone the total opposite direction, if you want to look at it that way. And I am pagan, mm-hmm. and I've learned to look at things a lot differently. But I've learned that in the spiritual realm, it doesn't really matter what you label it. Mm-hmm. That's a human thing. That's right. what we do. That's the religious part. Man of has to label it as something. Uh-huh. But I used to call it the Holy Ghost. Now mm-hmm. I call it the movement of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to call them demons. Now mm-hmm. I call them guardians. Now I call them spirits. I mm-hmm. call them entities. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really, really um, hesitant to use that word demon because it has such a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Where if you look back far enough in language, all demon means is like spirit. It means mm-hmm. like deity. It means, you know, so... I don't know. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before of when I met my goddess. Um, I'm a child of Lilith. I know me and you have had yeah, the conversation. I don't, I don't talk a lot about my religion per se or my spirituality because it freaks a lot of people out. Let me but, let me let me pause real yes, real real yes, real, yes, real, yes, real yes. quick. So, since me and you had the conversation, and and I'll kind of delve into it a little bit. Since me and you had our conversation, you know, years back. The name Lilith uh-huh. has popped up in so many different places that oh, yeah. I did not, that I wasn't aware of until right. we had the conversation. Well, here's because it opens you up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Spiritually, for it opens you sure. up. This is the weird thing. I used to practice like crazy. Uh-huh. I used to do a lot of spell work mm-hmm. almost on a daily basis. Gotcha. I, I, read, I read this book where it's like, you should be doing something magical every day. Mm-hmm. Well, in paganism... Something as simple as washing your dishes can be a magical act. Gotcha. Because it's all in your perception. Mm-hmm. You're keeping your house clean. You're keeping the energy flowing freely by cleaning. That's a magical act. Gotcha. But through the actual practice of spell work and divination or reading, reading tarot cards or doing whatever it was I did... Mm-hmm. It really opens you up to the spiritual things happening to you. Oh, yeah. And the less I practice, the mm. less things, things happen because mm. I'm not shining as brightly in that realm because I'm not tapping into the energy. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so things don't happen as often. It used to be a daily occurrence. Like we watched The Exorcist with the bed shaking. Mm-hmm. Our bed used to shake. Damn. In, in, my, in my previous life. Mm-hmm. We'd get woken up all the time, our bed shaking, and you'd yell, not cool, cut it the fuck out, I want to sleep. Right. And that's all there was to it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I lived in a house in Chandler where doors open and close by themselves so much, nobody cared anymore. We just wow. ignored it. You know, it wow. happened a lot. Um, but what I was going to say was, and this is a brief real quick, I'm a child of Lilith. That uh-huh. is my goddess. Mm-hmm. She's a Sumerian storm goddess. Look her up. Google her. Some people say she was the first wife of Adam. I could do an entire episode on her if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I'll keep it brief. I grew up in the Wesleyan church. Gotcha. And when I was like four or five years old, 
to get to the bathroom, uh, it was a different building like okay. in the back lot of where the church was. The church proper was right there. Then the class, the Sunday school classrooms and everything were in the back. Mm-hmm. And you had to walk across this big like field. Gotcha. Not a big field, but when but you're a, a little kid. No, but it was when just, you're little, it was everything like a is greater. To get back to the classrooms where the bathroom was. Uh-huh. And I remember like my mom, we went to church religiously, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. When you know Wednesday night service, Sunday night service, mm-hmm. all the VBS, you know, vacation <laughs> Bible, Bible school, school yeah, yeah, all that course. shit. Anyway, if I had to go to the bathroom, I'd try to hold it. If it was mm-hmm. a night service, like Sunday night or Wednesday night, mm-hmm. I did not want to go into that dark building. No, I was scared shitless. I didn't want to walk across the courtyard. And my mom thought I could go by myself, and I didn't want to go by myself. Mm-hmm. And here's why: when I went into that, okay, so I would go into that dark building to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I would see a woman. And it scared the shit out of me the first of couple of times. And you were how old again? Like four or five years Whoa. old. Yeah. There was a woman with red hair, mm-hmm. glowing eyes, you know, like a red dress. Sometimes it was a blue dress. The stuff she, sometimes it was white. The stuff she wore changed. Mm-hmm. But she would always be standing there over by the bathrooms. And I'd run in and pee real quick and then run out real fast as I could. But after a while, I started to feel almost comforted by her presence. Goosebumps. Yeah. I started to feel almost comforted by her presence, uh-huh. you know. And so then in my mind, because I was a little kid, I was in church all the time, I, I it dawned on me, I started thinking, oh, that lady is the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I thought the Holy Ghost was a woman. Mm-hmm. Because you got a father, you got mm-hmm. a son, there must be a mother. Right. You know, so, okay, so God the Father, the Mother's the Holy Ghost, and they got Jesus the Son, they're like a little... Mm-hmm. holy family the Trinity. You know? that's awesome yeah for years mm-hmm. we moved to a new church i'm like 10 years old 11 years old mm-hmm. and i told my sunday school teacher well the holy ghost is a woman and she's like what i'm like yeah she's like no the holy ghost is god she's trying to explain the trinity mm-hmm. to me like you know they tell you the egg it's three parts it's a a shell then the white part then the yolk but they're three different parts, but they're all the same egg. It's mm. the way God works. And I'm like, no, the Holy Ghost is a woman. Like, And it took me a while to get out of that frame of mind. Mm. And then I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in, you know, when I was 30 years old, after I had ministered in a church for eight years and all that stuff, I was right after I lost my dad, I started seeking out something else, like a different mm-hmm. path. I stopped going to church and I kind of rejected Christianity. Um, and I found, first we found Wicca. That's a whole other story. I was I was a male witch for a while, but mm-hmm. that didn't really fit with my belief systems and my chaotic nature. It was a little, it was too organized. It was oh, too organized too religion for me, mm-hmm. yeah. So I became pagan, and shortly after is when I came face-to-face with my goddess, Lilith, mm-hmm. in a deep sleep cycle. And oh, lo and behold, guess what? It was the lady I'd been seeing when I was four and five years old in the back of the church house by the bathrooms. She had been with me the whole time. You know, I get, mm-hmm. I get emotional up. about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she never left me. Mm-hmm. She was always there protecting me, always looking out for me, always comforting me. That's And I still stand by, what does it say in the Bible? What do they tell you in church? The Holy Ghost is your comforter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm about to get... I started shaking my hand for a minute there. Nah, look, you know, look, look, look. The second chapter of Acts when the Holy Ghost... Anyway. No, 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 no. Go for it. Anyway, go for it. 
when the comforter comes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I can get really super preachy on that, but I'm not going to. Because my whole belief system centers around whatever you believe, whether it's Catholicism or Buddhism, Mormonism, Christianity, it's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Lopez, it's the same shit, you know, the Roman <laughs> bread, it's the same shit, you know, but because God as a whole is not the white guy up in heaven with the white beard, right? you know, that just touched the universe and create God is an energy. God mm-hmm. is love. I have a whole philosophy behind that that I won't go into without just basically a background of where I came from and what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not even my exorcism story, No. but when I became a Christian minister, um, I think I misrepresented a lot of things. Like I misread a lot of things because I was taking this whole world mm-hmm. of spirituality and all these beings and entities and squeezing them into this one little box of Christianity mm-hmm. and Bible belief and everything. And I believe a lot of the shit that happened in the Bible. I believe almost all of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. the 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 line comes where I and this might be where we part belief too is Mm -hmm. I don't believe that's the end all be all the only way to salvation that you can have an afterlife I don't believe it Mm -hmm. I think some men took the stories they had heard that actually happened they put them in reference to the way they understood it Mm -hmm. and over thousands of years, more people got a hold of it of and course. put it into reference of what they understood. Right. And then hundreds of years later, it came to America and it got put in this fire and brimstone box mm-hmm. of what the old pastors understood. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have now. Yep. You have to look deeper than that. Just like I tell you guys, I was telling you guys in one of the last episodes, stop watching the news. Do your own research. I say the same thing about religion. Yep. Don't believe it because that's what got me in Christianity to begin with as I started saying do I believe this because I believe it, mm-hmm. or do I believe it because it's just what I've always been told? I, look, I had this same conversation last right. night. I, I, like, right hand to God, right hand to God, no pun intended. Right. Um, same conversation last night. We were playing a game, and I, I guess it was like a truth game or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I'm over at my sister's house. Is and, it truth uh, or dare? Uh, just kidding. It's a, it's a card game or some shit. I don't know. Okay. So we're playing it, and um, the, uh, the I think the question was... Um, do you consider yourself a religious person? Why or why not? Right. So everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Me? No. Nope. I'm not a religious person. Nope. <laughs> and they say, you know, the, the question is, you know, if you're not a religious person, then why? You know, why or why not? Right. So I um, I told them, I'm like, look, because religion is a man-made thing. Yes. And like what you just said about, you know, the Bible. So it's, it was, so inspired Yes. By God, oh yeah, to man's ear. This is Christianity, right. you know. You know, for people that don't know or do know, whatever the case is, um, the 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 story is, um, the legend goes, or you know, however you want to put it, right. is that it's inspired from God Himself mm-hmm. to man's ear, to man's pen, and transcribed to you know what God was saying. So you take that, and then I always reference the the game telephone. I was just thinking it's a cosmic game of telephone mm-hmm. is exactly what I was so just thinking. So it is, it is that. It is, you know, um, I tell you something. Yep. You tell that person yep. something. And by the time it gets get back, back to around, me. It's something totally different. Something totally right. different. We started off with, you know, two apples and an orange. Yeah. We get back three zebras and a monkey. Right. You know, exactly. like, like, how did we go yep. from this to that? You know, that. everybody's got to add something. So they, there's an add to, there's a takeaway from. Yep. You have to think translating, you know, you go, you go from Aramaic 
you know, or Greek. You know, you 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 start off at the purest form. Yep. And it's watered Hebrew. down. It's watered down. It's watered down. It's watered down into what society feels right. it should be, and it's his story. So it is the victor. Yep. The the victor writes history. Of course, that Absolutely. is his story. So when it comes down to that, um, there's 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 writings that people feel that revelation shouldn't be in the Bible. They say it doesn't fit. Right. You know, they say that anything they don't believe in, they're going to say doesn't fit. They say that there's two Pauls in the Bible, and one of them, you know, one of them transcribed right. I've heard uh, that. the book of the Bible, one of one book of the Bible, and then the other. Paul, and yep. I say that with bunny ears, yes. transcribe something, and it's something totally different from right. the first actual Paul. Well, there's even arguments about translations and where they came from, mm-hmm. and Jesuits and all that other shit, if you uh-huh. want to. Alexand- the Alexandrian text, and it's a whole convoluted thing. Dead Sea Scrolls, thing, yep, there's, you know. That you can get into. Uh, the Book can, of Enoch, yep, stuff like that. That'll make you argue the Book of Thomas. Uh-huh. Um, that'll make you... Uh, argue what's it called uh doctrine mm-hmm. all day long mm-hmm. and i always blame that on paul specifically even when i was christian i was like paul doctrinized the church mm-hmm. paul took his personal beliefs because paul was a pharisee yep before he was an apostle before he was a, an he, apostle he was saul right yes so and he was a persecutor saw. of yes and i hope <laughs> we're not getting too deeply into the religion and the and the bible and people are like what the fuck are you talking about but um, it's intriguing. Paul and, wrote most of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You might have to do a whole like religious study program. I don't know. But, on, I don't know. On a separate whatever, but but it, it fit. It's it fits so well with the exorcism. Right. And I'm glad. And the crazy thing is, it's almost two years to date that I was supposed to be on the last podcast. It is almost yeah. In like two weeks, it would have been two years. To it date. is almost so. So just a little backstory. Yeah, here we are. Look, and it's dope. So no. just a little backstory. I'm sorry I cut you off. But no, no, you're good. Um, so on the last podcast that Jasper was a part of, um, so me and me and Jasper, um, if you guys have been following the podcast, me and Jasper met at uh, American Screen Supply. Yeah. Um, we're just in the, we're just in the same industry. Just you know, uh, shooting the shit about movies and yep. stuff like that. So uh, our our friendship has grown into a brotherhood. Hell yeah. Um, just off of you know nostalgia, just off of everything that we do now. While you guys listen to the Seven Hundred Tapes podcast, um, that is our day to day conversation. The only difference is we record it for two and a half hours. That is that sometimes is sometimes four. Yes. So, <laughs> um, sitting your you know sitting talking, um, I got to you know I got to know Jasper better, and we started to get into the religious aspects yeah. of things, and it has become such a. At one point in time, I was a little, I was a little scared to have a conversation with Jasper because right. um, he was pagan, and my conditioning, my yeah. Christian conditioning, um, wouldn't let me see past that. Right. And I remember going into the conversation thinking, "Hmm, how do I?" And I say this with bunny ears, you know, how do I protect myself? My from and th- this this is the I'm conversation the hexes. this is the conversation i'm having in the car i'm like how do i protect myself with um what he's gonna say and if i'm not mistaken me and jasper sat and talked for almost like six hours dude it was all yeah like it was it was to the point to where uh his boss at the time is you know, she's, a, going home she's a friend she of both of ours day? and um she kind of pulled him to the side like hey is he uh is he is he here for something specific? Because right. I would, need something? I would sit around, you know, 
for an hour or two just because and you know, I'm, I'm multitasking i'm i can work and talk at the same time right so it is now five times past what i usually right. do so yeah. it, it of course it'll raise a person's eye or two yeah but um just us having the conversation um it allowed me to be more open to people so then i had asked you to come on there because the mm-hmm. last okay so the last podcast i was doing this is what I had planned to do with that last podcast. Right. We usually podcast it every other week. So we did two episodes a month. Uh-huh. My big thing was we're going to do four episodes in October. Right. Because it's Halloween and that's my shit and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I had all this stuff lined up. I had another guest lined up. I was going to do two guests in four shows and mm-hmm. Roman was going to be one of them. And then the Saturday, because we always podcasted late Saturday night. Uh, it was my ex and I, and the Saturday we were scheduled to podcast that night. I left and never came back. So and the and the crazy thing I is, I totally had to call Roman and be like, "Hey, uh, we're not podcasting tonight." You know, yo, it I was, don't even know where I'm going at this point. <laughs> it sucked because the whole week leading up to it, it's like you know, oh, we were excited. Oh uh, man, yeah. like it is, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yep. It's gonna happen. I get to talk. We get to talk. You know, understanding that you know the, we felt that the listeners that he had would love it right and you know what we were going to do exactly what we're about to do right now is talk about our exorcism experiences and you know what i'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason of course of course everything happens in its own time everything happens the way it's supposed to right and here we are right two years later almost to the day almost to the date and without further ado i want to start this and say uh we're going to get into our exorcism stories i have a little background music for us here since it's halloween time so i'm gonna let you start so um lay it on us so i'm I'm gonna the exorcism file i'm gonna actually give uh just a, a you know a brief 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 um so I, I, I kind of spoke on it when I said, I remember seeing something when I was little. Right. So I'm going to kind of touch on, a, you know, a story or two and then actually go into it. Okay. So um, one of the first times that I can re- really, 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 really remember seeing something, um, I had my own room as, uh, as a little boy. So my sister shared a room. We had a three-bedroom apartment. It was my dad, my two sisters, and I. So um, I had my own room. I'm the youngest, so I remember I was deathly afraid of Tales from the Crypt, the Crypt Keeper. Nice. So um, I had a trunk, like, in my closet, Mm -hmm. and it was a trunk uh, that I had toys in. So um, the trunk, it it held the closet open, so the closet would never close. Right. So um, I remember at night, I mean, so scared. I would be asleep, uh-huh. and the trunk would turn into the Crypt Keeper's wheelchair. Oh, no. And he, he would be sitting there telling me jokes, and I, like I, I said, and I get goosebumps because right. it was so, he was so in my room. Right. Like, it wasn't a figment of my imagination. It wasn't anything of that. It was, he's there. <laughs> As he as he pulls out his crypt keeper toy, like it, it doesn't bother me now. Okay. But um, like I remember, I'd be I'd be dead sleep, and I'd hear his cackle. Wow. And I would look up, 
and he's over in my closet you know saying this saying that i remember it was to the point to where i would try to like turn my back and i would feel like he's right in my face damn i mean it is ooh. so it, it got to the point to where i wouldn't sleep in my room um i would i would muster a, enough courage to run to my sister's room and i would sleep in the bed with one of them so my dad got fed up he's like why are you always in your sister's room right you know so i told him and it's hard to describe you know what you're seeing yep especially at a young age and having your parent take you serious yeah um but i, I if i'm if i'm if i remember correctly i remember telling him and at first he didn't believe me so you know a week goes by two weeks go by and every night i'm in my sister's room okay so he's like okay it's to the point to where i i, I believe you now so i remember him um i remember him going into my room and and anointing my whole room oh okay so i remember from top to bottom i remember right. him um anointing you know with with uh holy oil yep. and from then on never saw anything after that you know in in that place interesting so he you know he did he did a wonder in that place right. um and my dad wasn't a religious person like that uh -huh. but he had enough sense to know to do that now do you think that that was just because it eased your mind or do you think there was actually something there no i believe there was something there because a lot of times what will happen and you know this but mm -hmm. for the listeners a lot of times um an entity will take the former shape of something you're familiar with mm -hmm. whether it's to frighten you depending on what kind of entity it is or mm -hmm. to be more familiar to you mm -hmm. um like a lot of times if it's something that scares you it's because they're feeding off your energy your fear mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. that's what a lot of them do that's why a lot of people get so freaked out and scared because that's what they want mm -hmm. you know um yeah, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 you're, no, I was no, no. just curious. No, because it, it, it's definitely one of those things that um, it's always it's always perplexed me. Right. You know, especially as a young boy, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you? I was like four or five. Okay. Because my okay. so my dad ended up passing when I was seven. Right. So it was it. You know, I remember I I can you know almost remember it to the day. Yeah. You know, like going through that whole process right because in the daytime i was fine yep i was fine i mean in the room playing by myself whatever mm -hmm. the case was but at night that's when and my bed was adjacent right to the full view yes yeah so let me ask you this also uh -huh. have you ever had something happen to you during the day um i would have to really really think about mm -hmm. it i have and i will tell you it's freakier when I it happens it. in the middle of the day in broad daylight, because you're always conditioned to think, well, that spooky shit only happens at night. Once mm -hmm. there's light, you know, it'll chase everything away or it'll be okay. But mm -hmm. literally, like... Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, I don't... That's another story for another time. <laughs> I saved... I got a really good story. This was just a... I It was in, at that house in Chandler. Okay. Middle of the day, I was home. Nobody else was home. Mm -hmm. 
and there was one of the bedrooms. There was a long hallway where all the bedrooms were, mm-hmm. and something kept sticking its head out of the door Ooh. of one of the bedrooms. Ooh. Like the door was shut. It was mm-hmm. coming through the door, mm-hmm. and it had a really small head and a really long neck. Ooh. And I got to the point where I was sitting kind of watching TV, mm-hmm. and I would just point at it, and it would stick its head back in because mm-hmm. I could see it out of my peripheral. Right. And it was almost like we were playing a game. Uh-huh. And after I did that for about an hour, I said, I've had enough of this. I right. went in the room. It was one of my kids' room. Mm-hmm. I went in the room and I anointed it and mm-hmm. I prayed and I read the scriptures and did everything I did and I cast it out. Mm-hmm. I never saw it again. It was middle, two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, that's mm-hmm. to me that's freakier than something oh, happening yeah. in the oh, dead of night. Matter of fact, something did happen to me in in, in uh, the middle of the day. I'm glad that you say mm-hmm. that now because um, so I, I moved into an apartment. I mean, not an apartment. I moved into a house with a, a friend of mine. So. Um, I get up and I'm the only one at the house. Uh-huh. You know, it was it wasn't anything different. You know, it was a regular ass day. Right. So I get up. I'm in my boxers. So okay. I go into the kitchen to make something to eat. So I'm making a sandwich, and um, off the off like the the right right corner of my eye. So me and you have talked, and um, I've I've always said that I believe if you look at something straight on, you can't see it. Right, but out of your peripheral vision, that's I feel like dimension that dimension they exist in. Right, yes. I feel like the peripheral vision is your spiritual eyes. Right. So, um, I'm sitting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making a sandwich, and out of you know the right corner of my my eye. So how the the house was set up, the kitchen, it was a free flowing house for the mm, most part. So okay. it was the kitchen, um, the living room, and then there was the like the den. But you could, I could throw a ball from the kitchen to the den and it would touch both walls kind of thing mm-hmm. so that's how free-flowing the the room was right um so i hear like in my ear right you know again like kind of in the, the corner of my eye i could see it looked and this is the easiest way i can describe it it looked like the guy from up the movie up. the old man yes it looked oh, like the shit. old man from up that's kind of creepy so it's this is the the old man from Up, and um, he looked like him in a mixture of the old Jewish guy from Ocean's Eleven. Okay. So the old Jewish guy from Ocean's Eleven. I have a perfect 11, picture in my head right now. He has yeah. he has that fisherman hat on, if I'm not mistaken, right? Okay. So he looked almost like that, but that's the way that I could describe what I saw, right? Right. So my thought is in this moment is I don't bother you, you don't bother right. me, we're good. Yep. Right. That was that was my thought. That's my belief. Yeah. So it goes. You know, I'm good. I'm good. Does it again? Hey. Like, uh, I'm okay. Then it has the nerve. Oh shit. To get into my face, Uh like the right side of my face, and it goes, hey. Oh fuck. So like how you were just saying with the long neck. Yeah, yeah. Like you were just saying with the long neck, it did that, right? And then I got mad. Right. So this is the thing because you're you're now my thought is again, if I don't bother you, you don't bother me. Because I feel like I've elevated in in the whole spiritual warfare thing and I'm like, ah I don't have to fight every battle, I don't have to pick every battle, you know, none of that, you know. Um I'm not a ghostbuster, I'm not, you know, who ain't afraid of no ghost kind of yeah. thing? Like, no. Because I think this is, uh, you know, right after me and you have had the conversation about just the six-hour conversation about yep. about life and yep. our spiritual walk and everything like that. So, um, you don't bother me, I don't bother you. But clearly, you're bothering now me. Now you're going to bother me. So, so what happens is, um, 
and me and you've talked off you know off off air about it but when i feel like i have to go into spiritual warfare i feel like i have a suit of armor on yeah like legitimately from head to toe that's totally yeah. i got second corinthians look, right there. yes put on the whole armor. put on the whole armor of god yep yes and i'm talking shield sword everything yep like it's to the point to where lion's grid of truth oh i'm i'm all the way in it right yep. so first step again and i and i and i emphasize i'm in my boxers right first step i'm i'm fully suited right and now i'm at it yep now now me and this thing are going at it because you have now for one we're in the same domain right you know and i was trying to let you be because this technically isn't my house you know i'm just right. living there but if you want to if you want to play this game yeah. I, i'm i'm so for it i'm so for it you've picked the right Let's one today let's get ready to rumble yes so um i just go in you know spiritually i'm you know i'm fighting this thing because it's not flesh and blood right it is the the spiritual powers man. of darkness and principalities and mm -hmm. high places so um i you know i just started praying and it w it felt like we were playing pinball so i would go directly at it Mm -hmm. It would move to another corner. Yeah, I would go directly at that corner. It would move out of the room. Like it, it got to the point to where it was, you know, pinballing out mm -hmm. each each where the each place that I went because now each place that I'm touching, I'm sanctifying, anointing, anointing. Yep. You know, I, and I'm I'm going through the whole process of everything, and then I hear God say, "Open the door." Right. I open the door and I feel this brush past me, mm -hmm. and it's out the house. And this was during the day. This is during the day. And mind you, I'm it in my box. It's a little boxers. weirder, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But I'm when I can see it, I can see it. Right. So that's why I described it the way that I described it because it looked like the old guy from Up, right? And with the mixture of the the old guy from Ocean's yeah. Eleven with that fisherman cap. I actually had an experience mm -hmm. where, and this is again when I was really young, like maybe four or five years old. Mm -hmm. You know, you ever laying in your bed? So you, you're talking about paralysis? No, oh, but that's a whole other thing. Like, with the people, you said the guy had a hat. Oh. There's a whole thing about shadow people with hats that we can't even get into. It's too Ooh. much. But at a later date. And that we, is young, I too. Will, I will find a movie that Ooh. we can cover that'll make it so we can talk about that. Ooh. But, you know, you see a shadow on your wall and it looks like something and you're trying to figure out what's causing the shadow. Uh -huh. Like, what's making the shadow look like that? Uh -huh. You know, What's I casting was, that shadow? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, in the movies, it's a hat rack with a hat on it. So it looks like a guy with a, a long trench coat and a hat. Uh -huh. And if you guys just got goosebumps from me saying that, you've Ooh, seen the shadow people, seen, you just don't remember you've it. You've seen it. Anyway, Whew. I was laying there and I saw a shape. It almost looked like a person. Uh -huh. And my bed was underneath a window. So the moonlight and street lights or whatever would shine uh -huh. through and make shadows everywhere. Right. I kept looking one night and I was laying there and I kept thinking to myself, like, what is that? What is that shape? Like, and I'm looking around my room trying to figure out, like, okay, what's casting that shadow to make mm -hmm. that? And I could, I, like, for half an hour. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a little more freaked out the whole, and finally I couldn't figure it out. Of course. And I reached over and I flipped on the light. The shadow jumped off the wall and ran out the door. Not even fucking kidding you. And I screamed. <sighs> I screamed. And I didn't sleep in my room for like three or four days. Like I wouldn't Ooh. go. I wouldn't even go back in there. I didn't want to. And then finally, my parents convinced me that it, 
I didn't. I was dreaming or whatever. But oh yeah, my gosh, that like, like yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of shit I grew up with, you know. Um, but oh gosh, oh my gosh, uh, right? Because we, I've, I've told you two different stories about pretty much the same fucking yeah. thing. Oh my goodness, and I absolutely believe this stuff because. I've experienced it, right? You know, shit. That I felt that pity, yeah, and that 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 mm. feeling in the bottom of your stomach. Oh right. my gosh! So uh, this was pretty much like oof. our experiences personally, right? What's in a, an exorcism type experience you had with somebody else? So, um, and those those weren't though that was those were just sightings, right? Exactly. That, like they weren't actual exorcisms um and i've got 20 or 30 of those kind of stories oh, like oh, yeah. you know what i mean it is it is that don't even involve other people no. just me seeing shit no my um, whole angel at the bus stop story that man, i'll share at some point but, man like you know. that like to be honest so um when when jasper first told me that he had a, a podcast i was like all right yeah whatever cool and um he was like yeah it's a supernatural podcast and i was like yeah 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 whatever so i remembered because I, I would listen to a, a, another podcast and I was like, well, I got a long drive. I got to go drive up to, I got to go drive up north. Let me, you know, let me take a listen so I can right. at least, you know, indulge Jasper, you know, in the moment, you know, yeah. when I get back kind of thing. I promise you that was my exact thought. And I was like, if it's cool, it's cool. If it's not. It's the guy that wants you to check out his band. Right. Pretty much. You know, check out my rap CD, you know, um, kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, so I'm like, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, you know, we can at least And 95% talk. of the time, it's not. Right. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say it. I reluctantly put it on. And I was, in, like, amazed at, you know, the the stories that, uh, you know, the, the last podcast we're talking about. Right. You know, because they were different. I remember there was the Fae. There was, yeah. which are fairies, right? Yep. Um, he had different topics, you know, different supernatural topics. And one of them was um, about an encounter that he had. And it's a badass encounter. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I remember listening to it in awe because I see things like that, but yep. I don't get to hear things like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was dope. I've often thought, like, if we ever get to the point where we have a Patreon, mm-hmm. I recently found the hard drive that has all those episodes on it. Word. Yeah, so I was thinking I might start it, releasing them as a Patreon thing if we ever had a Patreon. That's badass. You know, just just for shits and giggles or whatever, for extra content or whatever, you know. That's badass. Um, in, in regards to um, exercising another person or house, um, the, the one that I can think of um, that... So, two different times, you know, I've I've had to actually exercise myself, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you know on some Richard Simmons type shit. I'm actually mm-hmm. talking exorcism. Okay, on here we go into lunges. <laughs> but um, the <clears throat> uh one that I can think of, just like a person's house. So I remember sitting at um at a friend a friend of mine's house, and. His cousin is there, and she's like, I don't even. I was there because he was barbecuing on a Sunday, and, and we were watching a football game. Mm-hmm. His cousin comes in, and she's talking to her grandmother, and she's like, "I'm scared to go home." She's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm scared to even go to the bathroom at night." She's oh, like, shit. "I am deathly, like." She's like, "Every time I feel like I'm, I'm there, 
I feel like, you know, death is at my door. And this is your cousin or a friend this of is, cousin? This is my friend's cousin. Friends, okay. So I don't, look, I don't even know this girl. Okay. That's how, you know, crazy this is because I don't, I don't know this girl. And as I was, I was trying not to eavesdrop, but, right. you know, my, the, the spirit man in me was peaked, you know, the, my, my ear was peaked. So I'm like, okay. So I kind of divert my attention from watching the game to now listening to what she's saying. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I believe in, you know, divine intervention and right. divine appointment. So I was supposed to be here to overhear this conversation to do this. Right. So, um, so I started talking with them about, you know, what she's saying. And I'm like, okay, so how do you feel about this, that, and the third? And she's like, well, I feel like it's in my house. And like, whatever it is, it is, it's not nice. It, it is like, as I'm saying it, I get goosebumps. Right. She's like, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's waiting for something. And I don't know what that something is, but I feel like it's praying on me, right? On my roommate, whatever it is, it is. It's not anything that I want. So I'm like, well, if that's the case, and I told her very specifically, I said, look, if you're ready to deal with this, I'll go do it. I don't know you, you know. I'm not doing this, you know, out of any obligation or any anything other than knowing that you're a person that's you know ready to get to be done with this whole situation regardless of what it is why it is how it is i know that i have the ability to do this so if you're ready to do this only if you're ready to do this because i'm not going to go over there and waste my time effort and energy to 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 try to help you do this and you're not ready to deal with it sure i mean i i we just me and you had a conversation earlier i was like look if there's any doubt there's any anything because get out what 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 people fail to realize is when you're dealing in the the spiritual realm all it takes is the the slightest thought the slightest um energy if you got anybody praying with you that's in doubt it's going to affect what you're doing it is it is it is literally pushing a boulder up a hill already yep and now you've added skates right you know Ice skating uphill. Some motherfuckers are always <laughs> trying to ice skate uphill. Yep. But like legitimately, it is that, you right. know. Um, so I'm like, look, I'm not gonna deal with your doubt plus whatever is in your house. Right. So if you're ready to deal with this, let's do this. So we take a fifteen minute drive down to her house. Of course it's at night. Of course. Of course. You know, there's it couldn't be in the daytime. So before I even walk in I had to ground myself and I had to get myself ready, yep. you know, because this isn't my fight, but I'm right. damn sure walking directly yep. into it, yep. you know? Um, so I remember walking up to the house and it was eerie as fuck. Even if she didn't tell me something was going on, something was definitely going on. So, mm. um, I'm like, look, I can be the... I can be the thrust in this moment, but you have to be the tip of the spear. Right. This is your fight. I can help because you. Because you can do anything you want. If she's not actually willing to mm-hmm. do something or have enough belief to make something happen, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. You can scream and yell and do whatever you want. Yep. I'm going to look, I'm, I'm assisting with that piercing, you know, yeah. that you've. You, you got to want to be delivered to get delivered. Exactly. So 
Um, and and I, I I had to make sure we were on the same page. Right. In the movie. Yeah. They they try to make sure they're on the same page because division is chaos. Before they're going in to do the exorcism, he Div- talks about it. Is division like, is yeah, chaos. Yeah. Um, Which is exactly what happens in the movie. Uh, right. So I'm like, look, and mind you, I haven't even. Seen, I just we just watched this video, right. you know, this movie. So, yeah. I, but I know that. Um, again, division is is not what we need. We need to be a united front in this moment. Yep. Because this is your movement. I'm just here to help it along. Absolutely. So, um, we go in, and of course, it's pitch black. It's a big ass house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is pitch, pitch black. And there's a difference between dark and pitch black. Yes. Like, pitch black is all encompassing. Yes. It engulfs you. You and can feel it. Yes. I've you, been there. There is that, like, <coughs> I, I promise you, as soon as you walk in, you feel that hair on the back of your neck stand up pitch black is like all of the light available anywhere is just being sucked away yes yes it is right that's how you know something is there oh yeah for sure it's an energy because it is an energy and as crazy as it sounds as i'm walking around and i i asked you this off of off air um why is it cold Right. You know, why is why is there always, you know, any anytime there's a, you know, uh a entity, right. you know, the presence, it's always cold. Do you want my explanation now or do you want it during the movie? You can give it to me now. Most of these things, and this is gonna sound crazy to mm-hmm. anybody that hasn't really studied this or thought about it, they're interdimensional. Right. They don't exist in our plane of existence. That's okay. why you can't physically see them most of the time. Right. Unless it's out of your periphery and your spiritual vision, as we uh, call it. Uh-huh. But really, that's your interdimensional vision. Gotcha. That's your third eye kind of doing right, its right, job. Right. These are interdimensional beings. They don't live on the same plane that we do. Mm-hmm. When they're present, they bring a little bit of that with them. Makes sense. And that fucks with the barometric pressure. It fucks with the temperature. It fucks with everything. Mm-hmm. Electricity, all kinds of... That's why lights flicker... That's why, you know, it's not, it's scientific in a way, mm-hmm. and you can call it, but magic is science, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Alchemy or whatever A million you years call ago, it. lighting a match or a lighter would have been you magic, were... but it's science. Mm-hmm. It's just science we don't understand. Right. But that's why the light flickers. That's why you get electrical surges. That's why they have um, instances of your computer goes out. None of this got recorded. That kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know. Um we recorded a whole podcast about this on my last podcast. Mm-hmm. Gone. Yep. Nothing. I remember telling you about it. I we had to re-record the whole thing. But yep. anyway, it's science. Gotcha. These are interdimensional beings that are crossing over. They're causing rifts and everything else. And that's why you get portals and openings. And event horizon. Of, yeah, event horizon. <laughs> you know, or you're going, you don't need eyes. But, you know, that kind of shit. And um, that's why. That's gotcha. why it gets cold. That's why you feel fluctuations. That's why your hair stands up on your arms, you get goosebumps. You could feel there's something there. Energy. Because you're feeling that split. Mm -hmm. You're feeling that something there that doesn't necessarily belong there, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what you're instinctually in touch with. And I've got a whole thing about past lives and reincarnation and everything that makes some people more susceptible to that than others. It's about having an old soul versus a young soul. Uh-huh. Experience versus non-experience. There's uh-huh. a whole philosophy of mine behind it. But that's my philosophy. A lot of it that I thought of all on my own. I'm a little lonesome. But that's why. It's like on The Sixth Sense when he goes in and he's like, in the very beginning, he's like, 
people why the hair on the back of your neck stands up when you're alone in a room? I do. You know, remember? <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> he's wearing his tidy whiteies. <laughs> so with the... Anyway, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. So um, as I'm walking around, I can feel um, sluggish in certain places. Right. I can feel energetic in certain places. Yeah. It, it is, it is a, I felt real highs and lows, you know, um, and I told her, I'm like, look, I'm not doing this by myself. You have to, you know, you have to be willing, not only willing, but you have to be a, a you know, a participant. Right. And you have to, because there's a point to where I can usher this in and then you have to take control. And you got to stand strong and not have any fear. Because when, cause I, I told her, I said, look, wherever I go, I have peace. Yeah. I bring peace with me. When I, I leave here, I'm go- I get to go home. You, If you piss this thing off mm-hmm. and we don't get rid of it, you're stuck here with it. Yep. And then you're fucked. Yep. Exactly. Because I, I get to leave. This yep. isn't my house. And it ain't going to go with me. No. It is definitely Unless not. Unless you piss it off that much. I mean, look, there's a possibility, but I, very highly unlikely. So understanding that, I'm like, look. I can I can scream and yell at something for as long as I want. Right. But if it's not my fight, nope. it's not my fight. Right. So I was like, look, I can help in this moment, but we have to figure out what's going on and why. So as we're walking around, um, we started off in her room and she's like, I don't feel it's here. So, okay, cool. So we're going to the bathroom. No, I don't feel it's here. You know, as we're praying and stuff right. like that. We go into the living room and she's like, "Our brother just passed and his ashes are right there." Uh huh. I'm like, "Do you feel that that's a thing, or do you feel like you know you think that it's because a person was and now they're not?" Right. She's like, "I don't know." She's like, "So, so that was kind of a a, a moment where I'm like, okay, that's something to kind of look into a little bit as we're walking around." Um. I told her beforehand, I said, if your friend is here, I guarantee you she's going to come out. Right. I was like, because she's going to feel all this energy moving. She's going to feel all of this, this un- uneasiness. I was like, and she's going to be a distraction. Yeah. She's going to be a distraction because right. we're doing something. You're talking about her roommate. Yes. yes. Her physical roommate. Just to make sure it's clear to yes. everybody. Yes. Her physical roommate. So she lived there. She lived at a house with her friend. And I was like, look, our friend, I was like, your friend is going to come out. I guarantee you mm-hmm. because she's going to feel all of this moving and she's not privy to what's going on. Yeah. So she's going to know something's going on. Right. So um, before, you know, before her friend comes out, because she eventually comes out, uh-huh. she's like, all of her brother's stuff is in this closet. Right. Uh-huh. So um, I think he might have passed on a motorcycle or something like yeah. that. Right. So I opened the door. All this stuff's in there, and I felt something kind of push past me. Right. So, ooh, right? Yep. So, oh, there it goes. Oh, <laughs> that, no, but look, the crazy thing is, it was just a little. Yeah. It was just a little bit, right. you know. So, as we're walking around, as soon as I open the door, feel that little bit, you know, kind of brush past me. Guess who comes out? Roommate. Oh, uh, yep. The roommate comes out because. What's going on? Right. Oh, um, uh, well, um, uh, uh, you know, there really wasn't a rhyme or reason other than distraction. Right. I'm like, look, the, 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 the dividing, you know, the division 
you know, your your mom sucks cucks, you know, in, in yeah. hell kind yeah. of thing. You left your mother to die alone. Right. <laughs> you know, just to get us off of the task at hand. Right. So um, I told her, I'm like, look, this is, you know, this is what's going on and blah, 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 blah. You know, letting me know who I am. And she kind of scoffed. Uh-huh. Didn't bother me. Yeah. Because I, 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 I forewarned her beforehand, you know, before we went in. I was like, look, if your roommate's home, she and if she's not of the belief of this, she's probably okay with whatever's in the house because she hasn't said anything to yeah, you prior it's not to. Yeah, bothering her. So knowing that, um, she's gonna believe it's not anything. It's not true. It's not you know whatever's going on because it's not bothering her. Right. So she's gonna be, uh, you know, a road blockage that we're gonna have yeah. to, you know, step over, step around, whatever the case is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, her friend comes out, you know, talk to her for a second and. I was like, do you mind if I pray with you? And she was like, no, I'm okay. Right. I said, all right, cool. Whatever. She goes in the room and I pray over her door. I'm mm-hmm. like, look, even if you don't believe that does not mean, you know, right. it's not real. So um, after that happens, it felt like there was an energy shift. Right. And come to find out, it was in the room next to her. Of course. Next to my friend. So we walked through the kitchen. What room was that? So... When you walked in the front door, there was a closet. Uh-huh. Um, there was a room. Uh-huh. There was two rooms: her room, bathroom, okay. and then her friend's room. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it was a five-bedroom house, All right. give or take. Okay. Um, either five-bedroom or four-bedroom, whatever okay. the case is. One of the rooms next to my friend's room right. is where it is, right? Okay. So, I open the door, and she's like, "Wait!" Before, like, I, I, I'm as I'm reaching to open the door, she's like, "Wait." wait 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 and as she said that it kind of took my breath away like out of fear yeah and i was like <gasps> like right you see they captured in movies really 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 well yeah you know that that imminent fear that that mm-hmm. <gasps> that i felt that as i was opening the door right so i opened the door and it's pitch fucking black I mean, we got the lights on and everything, and it is pitch black in there. Like light from the ro- from it the other room is peered, even going in there. It peers in. Like it's just it's sucking it all out. All I could see was the window. Oh my god! I and I could see the frame of the window. Right. And in that moment again, I had that feeling again. That. <gasps> right. And I had to tell myself, either you're gonna do this. Or you're not. Right. You know, because in this moment, this is Don't fighter. Don't walk into it half-assed. This is fight or flight. Yep. You know, so um, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> I was a little reluctant, you know, and I told her, I was like, look, so before I step in here, you got to go in here. Yeah. I was like, again, this isn't my fight. I'm here to aid. You know, I'm, I'm right. aiding this fight. And she, she was, she, she like pulled away from me. And I'm like, look. I understand. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a little scared myself. But you gotta crack this door before I do. Yeah. That's what it is. That just is what it is. Because again, if I go in here by myself, it's not gonna. It's gonna respect the authority that I have, because my presence is here. But it ain't gotta do shit. But when I leave, so what? What? What these entities like to do is they like to lay dormant. Yep. You know, you'll think that you know. It's like the eye of a storm. You know, a tornado's happening. Right. The storm subsides. subsides uh, yeah. And then it picks right back up. 
Right. And it's more times than not, that's what it is. You know, you'll feel they got nothing but time. Nah, nothing but time. Time, time, time. They were here before you, they'll be here after you in some cases. Exactly. Yeah, they got nothing to do. So I, I let her know, I'm like, you know, what'll happen is it's gonna it's gonna, you know, subside because I'm here. Right. But once I leave, it's going to stir all your shit right back up. So we got to do this. More so. Right. Because now it's angry. And that's um, that's even biblical. Mm-hmm. Jesus talks about um, the spirit being cast out. Mm-hmm. And Comes wandering back seven around. Times. And wandering dry around places. in the dry, mm-hmm. arid places. Mm-hmm. And then thinking to itself, I wonder what's happening at my home. That mm-hmm. being the person it was cast out of. Mm-hmm. And it'll return with seven more spirits worse than itself when uh-huh. it comes back. And it just makes the problem worse. And it's all about cleansing yourself yep. and, and keeping yourself clean and pure. Yep. And they talk about the dry and arid places. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, mm-hmm. and they talk about somewhere else in the Bible about the southern places and the, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the lowlands. And right. The south part of almost any city mm-hmm. is the one overrun with crime. Yep. With drug abuse, with mm-hmm. alcoholism, all the vices, mm-hmm. prostitution, mm-hmm. gambling. It's all like south side of Los Angeles, uh-huh. south Detroit, uh-huh. south here, south there, south Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The dry, arid, south, mm-hmm. low-lying places. That's where those spirits like to dwell. And that's where they like to handle their business. Makes sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I totally get that. But, so, yeah, so it'll come back. So, I told her, I'm like, look. Again, I have peace wherever I go. Right. So what you feel, you know, the 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 peace that you feel in this moment is because of me. And I'm not saying that, you know, in the no. I'm I'm saying that, you know, that's what you feel with me because I'm in your presence. Right. I'm like, if you want that in your house, you have to get that for yourself. Yep. And it starts in this room. So did she end up going in? <laughs> so we go in and we had to go in there a couple times. Because as soon as we started doing something, it moved. Oh, and the shit. crazy thing is, as it moved, um, it it moves, and I can see that there was like an exercise bike in there. Uh-huh. Before that, I couldn't see anything so, in the yeah. room. Like yep. seriously, I I I could not see anything in the room. It, it is. And I'm sure there's people crazy. going, "Well, your eyes were adjusting to no, the dark." No, no. I know what you're talking no. about. No, I'm like no. I like the, I don't even know how I. And this is my belief, you know, the only reason I think I could see the the frame of the window Mm -hmm. is because it wasn't right there. Right. That is it. Yeah. That is it. I promise you that is it. Other than that, everything else was engulfed by it. Damn. So as we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. I could feel it move. We would go. We're we're now chasing this thing. You know, Um, I remember praying over her friend's door and it Mm -hmm. wouldn't go in her friend's room. It would not go in her friend's room. It's interesting. Because I think me praying over the door, but I could feel that it would go and then it would move. Either that or something else was in there that right. was bigger than yeah. said. You know, I've had people tell me stories. Mm. And a lot of, if you don't believe in this shit, a lot of times it doesn't really have much power over you. Right. Because it's not going to scare you because you really don't have any kind of belief. Right. You don't have any skin in the game, really. Right, right, right. But I've heard stories of people saying like, a guy was saying he saw this big spirit thing standing there and his roommate got up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom and like walked right through it. Wow. Didn't know anything was there. Didn't feel it. Didn't know that. Stumbled through to the bathroom. Came back out, walked through it again, went back in his room and it's standing there like 
This guy's scared shitless. Roommate had no idea what was going on. Wow. Blind, totally blind. Right. I'm about to say numb to the spiritual aspect. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, everything. Just blind to it. So after that happens, I remember... Which I'm almost envious of that sometimes. Man, of course, because it's the the saying... Total oblivious um, to anything like that. What's the saying? Um, uh, Ignorance is bliss. Yes, definitely. Ignorance is bliss because you're ignorant to the fact of... And people think that ignorance is a bad thing at times. It's like, no, yeah, that just, just means a lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge, you know. So the lack of spirituality in this right. moment, like you said, skin in the game. Or yeah. Should I say spirit in the game? Right. <laughs> um, I remember, you know, clearly hearing, "Open the door." So now to it, that same room or to the room? No, 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 to outside. Oh, to the outside. Okay. Outside. Okay. Open the door. So. I went uh, as I was about to go open the door. I said, "No, again, this isn't my fight. You go open the door, and when you open the door, you tell it to get out. Yeah, whatever you feel that it is, you tell it to get out, and you don't, you right. know, you tell it to not come back. You tell yeah. it to go to to the dry, arid places. Yeah, you know, being being very specific because it knows that you know that it knows right what you're saying. Yes, so understanding that." She goes, she opens the door, and I'm like, look, don't don't pussyfoot around this. Say it with some oomph, with some hoofs. Have some authority. Yeah, say it, you know, stand on what you believe and what you know. So she does that, and you can feel this. It felt like it was scurrying right. to get out. Right. It, go, it, it gets out, and I said, close the door. Yeah. Closes the door, and she said she could feel this sigh of relief. It felt like all this energy went up into the, you know, into the atmosphere and came down and dissipated. And there's a lot of spiritual symbolism there, too, uh-huh. with opening and closing the door. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You're, you're spiritually doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys do after that? So after that, um, I tell her, I'm like, look, intent is everything. Yes. Intent is That's everything. That's the number one rule of magic right yeah, there, my friend. Of course. Intent is intent. everything, you know. Anything that you put your mind to. So someone told me, um, there's two. You have two wolves, and you know whichever wolf you feed is the one that's going to be bigger. Yeah. So that's you know, if you're doing good things, you feed the good wolf. If you're doing bad things, you feed the bad wolf. Right. You know, just you know, and just a, a a way to show that you know you're either doing the right things or doing the bad things, right? So right. I told her, look, your intent is everything. Your intent got us to this moment, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that, you know, you've, you've been plagued by this yep. because you were ready to let it go and it could no longer, you know, be held to you anymore. So right. it dwelled in places that could still somewhat bother you. Yeah. I'm like, and it was waiting and praying yep. until it could right. jump back on you. So knowing that I'm like, look, understanding that, you know, in this house that your, your roommate may not believe in what you believe in understanding that you have to keep yourself you know out of the line of fire yeah. and you have to do what you have to control what you can control other than that if it ain't your fight it ain't your yeah. fight one thing i would always do after we did something like this mm-hmm. was i would make sure to have a little bit of a praise time afterwards oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely thanking definitely. god for the deliverance definitely. thanking god for the power thanking god for just the moment everything the, for everything. being god for mm-hmm. being great for what he just Right. A little praise time, 
um, just to make sure we left a positive feeling energy, energy in the place. Right, right, right. And we'd have a time of prayer where we thank God for everything He'd given us and what mm-hmm. He'd done for us and giving us the authority over these things. Right. As a pagan, though, when we do a, a cleansing ritual or if I bind something, mm-hmm. I always try to have a time of good fellowship with the people afterwards and gotcha. have a drink. Mm-hmm. Right now, well, jubilation or not mostly right now, but all the time, like magical working for some reason, I smoke more, I drink more. Like, gotcha. It's a merry time. There's something about it. Yeah, we sit around, we have some cigarettes, and we smoke, or mm-hmm. we have a drink, or we, or we, you know, we just. Having make sure everybody's laughing when you leave, mm-hmm. and everybody's feeling good because gotcha. that kind of keeps the levity, mm-hmm. keeps everything straight. So you and know. I and, and I, with you saying that, I always end it. I always end with a prayer, right? You know, and I never know what I'm going to say, right? So the, the prayer that I always pray is going in and coming out is God, let me be the vessel that you're using right. in this moment. You know, let me be the conduit that is right. supposed to strike. You know. And and be the you know in the moment. Let me just be the vessel that you're using, you know, right. because without you, God, I'm nothing. And I would always give them the advice afterwards. Mm-hmm. You need to keep your house clean. Yep. Not physically. Well, physically it helps, but mm-hmm. spiritually. You got to watch what you bring into your house. Yeah. Watch what you say. Watch yep. what you do. Yep. Draw closer to God. Mm-hmm. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Have more prayer time. That was my advice. You know. Um, as a pagan, my advice is keep your energy levels up, mm-hmm. keep your energy positive. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't send any negative energy to anything or anybody. Right. Keep it on the up and up. Keep it positive. Keep it centered on you and what mm-hmm. you can do. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? But it's basically the same thing. It is. It like it is definitely um, the same thing. Like, and that's the conversation that me and you had. Um, and that's why it works. Yeah. Because when when On we had the sides. conversation, I was like, "Okay, it is. It's all based on the definition that we that we're comfortable with. Yes, you know, we define things differently. And but that's is, the is, cool is, thing is about energy still energy? Yes, is, and that's why Jesus <laughs> could do the things he did. Right. That's how he walked on water. Mm-hmm. That's how he healed the sick. Mm-hmm. That's how he made the blind see and the deaf hear and the. And you can do this too. And he always said, <laughs> "Greater, not just this. Right. Greater miracles than these uh-huh. you can do." Because every time he healed somebody, he would say. Your faith has made you whole. Uh-huh. It wasn't me. And and, and that goes back into me saying, if there's any doubt, don't doubt this. Right. And <laughs> I will say that <laughs> Jesus knew how to move that energy around, and he was probably the best person at it that ever walked the planet. Oh, That's yeah. why he was who he was. Right. And I think you that, say that you, you always said Jesus is the first rock star. Right? <laughs> and that's... That missing time because you see Jesus in the Bible when he's twelve years old and he's then, speaking in the temple. Then he's thirty three. Then he, all of a sudden he's thirty. Well, he's 30. 30. 30. His ministry was three years and he got crucified when he was thirty three. Right. But you don't see him on the scene again until he's thirty. What happened? Where? I'll tell you where he was. Yeah. He was in fucking Egypt, yeah. learning magic from all of these, you know, wise people that mm-hmm. were doing the shit they were doing in Egypt. This is just my philosophy, guys. Um. People like so somebody and else learned like how to move that energy. Somebody and, else like to say he was in Asia. Right, he was in right. you know he was in India. He came. He, he showed these people that he was Ganesh. He showed this yes, person that yes. you know the Buddhist way. You know right. stuff like that. 
I think that's kind of like some Book of Mormon territory, I think, right there. <laughs> it was in the New World. The New World. The yeah. New New World. The order. Lost Tribe of Judah. Right. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe, it's, as long as you believe Your intent. You know. And your intent. If I draw my power of my belief from a Dr. Pepper can and it works for me, hey, hey that's my thing. You know, that's why I like paganism, because that's basically the belief. You do you. Mm-hmm. And ye harm none, do as you will. That's the Wiccan Reedy. That's a whole other thing. But I can incorporate that too. I can take anything I want, right? Because of what I believe. So you, you have know? to think. There's one. There's one rule that do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. There's one rule that transcends any religion, and I say religion with bunny ears. Do to others, you will have them doing to you. Come on, now this is the golden rule, right? It is the golden rule. And also, um, love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. But that's but you have to think that's one and the same. If everybody did that, you wouldn't need any any religion at all. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need the rest of the Bible. Nope. You just follow those two things. So what, let me let me hear your story real all quick. Right. I know we probably went we delved in a, a little more than that's okay. You know we're gonna go lie. I knew we were. I'm fine with that. Yeah, so. it's badass. Um, it's two years in the making, motherfucker. Right. I was really worried about the length of the podcast until that Warriors episode that we did. Uh-huh. That's almost four hours long. Is the has almost the most listens out of any one that we've done. Damn. So, thank you guys. Shout for out that. to you that guys. You guys like to hear us talk a lot of shit for a long time, especially so, about whores. There's some whores and I know whore. <laughs> well, this story does not involve whores, no, or glory holes, or any <laughs> other shit. Only about warriors. The warriors <laughs> did it. I had so many. I really had to think about what I wanted to talk about. Same here. Uh, like as I, and as I was talking, more and more kept popping up because it's it's been right. Whew. But this is my one probably with the most like hair raising stuff in it. So that's oh, why I picked this yeah. one. Yeah, you, know, you probably heard this one. But um, this happened when I was working at U-Haul. Okay. I'm not going to name any names. Um, I will keep it all um, Jesse anonymous to right. uh, protect those and the guilty and the innocent. I just wanted to say Jesse Ventura, by the way. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> just because. Jesse the body. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> anyway, so I was working at U-Haul, and I was pretty deep in the ministry while I was there. You know, I was mm-hmm. going to church every Sunday. I was preaching, you know, and um, I'd only been in the ministry for two or three years so i was still fresh and excited you were still and, new yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um oh wait wait sorry tidbit of information i don't claim to be anything i don't claim to be cool. a minister i don't claim to be anything of that like and that's the cool thing that has always been right like i i allow god to do what he's doing in my life and that is it roman alvarado is though <laughs> he is unequivocally whether he Admits it or not, he is, and I know this for a fact, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just had to kind of put that out there because right. outside of my mom being the person that she is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, I, I was working at U-Haul, and one day one of the other employees came to me. We were closing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he came to me during the day. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of talking, and he said, Dude, I think uh, so-and-so has really lost their... They've lost their mind. They've gone crazy. I said, oh, why do you say that? He goes, dude, he thinks there's a fucking demon in his house. And I kind of stopped, and I was like, what? Right. It's like, yeah, he totally weirded out. Like, he's scared to go home. He doesn't want to be there. And 
thinks there's a demon talking to him. And mm. I said, seriously? Like, this is when he's like, yeah. So I... It was definitely hair raising. I kind of mm. asked him because I was the manager at that location. So mm. I was like, hey, can you stay, stay behind and help me close? And I sent everybody else home. So it was just two of us. Right. And when we were finally... Sly, sly devil. We had finally... <laughs> we counted up the drawers. And we put everything in the safe. And we were sitting in the office where the safe was. And I said, mm. hey, can I ask you something? Uh, somebody told me earlier that you were having some problems at home. Is everything okay? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I was like... No, no, no. Well, no, what no. they told me was that um, you thought that there was a demon after you. Mm-hmm. And he got kind of wide-eyed and pale and the yeah. color kind of around. I was just like, oh, man, yeah, well, you know, I don't really talk about it. I said, well, look, I said, right safe now, place. I'm not your boss. Right. I'm a Christian minister. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, you're not my employee. You're mm-hmm. just you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? Right. So he's like, well, it's really hard to talk about. It's kind of a long story. So by all means. Right. Basically, what he told me was um, his parents were caught up in some weird shit, like weird culty shit. Mm-hmm. And they had pretty much, before he was born, promised him to this demon. Ooh. Shit. And uh, the demon's name was Leviathan. And... Um, Leviathan, if you look it up, other than being a magic card and, and like all this other shit, right? He's a pretty high-ranking mm-hmm. demon in the ranks of hell or whatever, according mm-hmm. to certain texts. But um, in the lesser keys, yes, I, I don't know. He's not in the lesser keys. Gotcha. But he's he's with some of those dudes. Like, gotcha. There's a lot of stuff like there. There are things that I won't talk about mm-hmm. on the air because. There are things I don't want to expose people to because right, there, right, right. there are things in these belief systems that can be dangerous. Fair. And there's certain rituals and there's certain ways to do things that just aren't good for your karma. Mm-hmm. They're not good for your soul. They're not good. You know, and those, we kind of stay away from that kind of shit. But it's also, it's all um, perception. Like, right. However you look at it, you know what I mean? But my own personal belief, my own karmatic path, Mm -hmm. I don't want to expose anybody to that. Gotcha. Because I've been told by certain things, don't ever do this. Gotcha. You can do it, but don't do it Mm -hmm. type of thing. Like, don't ever sign a contract with anything. Right. Don't ever do this. Don't ever do that. And it's stuff that I don't want to pass on. Mm -hmm. However, I told him, um, well, you do know that you have free will mm-hmm. and that no one has the right to sign you over to anybody or anything mm-hmm. because ultimately you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, okay, so this was the 90s. There was no cell phones. Mm-hmm. His pager went off. Mm-hmm. And he looked at his pager and the color kind of ran out of his face. And um, I was like, what is it? He goes, it's this weird number that keeps leaving me messages. Mm-hmm. You know. So then... Um, we kept talking mm-hmm. and he goes, I've been getting weird messages from this phone number when I called it. And, but if I call the number, it's disconnected. But Ooh. if I, but they're calling from this number, they're leaving me voice messages. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I said, well, just ignore that. I right. said, let's pray. It's a distraction. Can I pray with you? Mm-hmm. He's like, absolutely. So we started praying and I was, you know, Lord, we pray that you just keep, so-and-so in your hand and keep him under your protection Mm. he knows who you are and he knows what you can do and he knows that 
you are the only one ultimately that can save him from this. Right. You are the only one that can do anything about this. You are the only one that loves him enough to save him. Right. And I pray that you open up his heart mm-hmm. to be willing to to hear the words that I'm saying and to accept, you know, your love and mm-hmm. your sacrifice that, and your ultimate deliverance mm-hmm. from this. So then the store phone starts ringing oh. and he freaks out. I'm like, forget it. Just ignore it. Right. And then, you know, it rang and whatever. So then right after it stops ringing, his pager goes off again. Oh. And it's that number. Oh. And he's got a voicemail. Oh. So after we were done praying, uh-huh. he's like, I'm going to check these voice messages real quick. I said, go ahead. Right. So he calls. Because it's pager. You have to call. You have to get on an actual right, phone. Right. Boop, 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 boop. Put your pin code in. Do, 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 do. You know. So he calls and he's listening to it. And I see his face just go. Like, <laughs> like he looked like he was about to shit his pants. Uh-huh. And I'm looking. I'm like, what is going on? And he goes, he puts it on speaker. And he and it's like, you know, press nine to repeat message. Press seven to do or whatever. So he presses the button to repeat the message. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I almost shit my pants too. Because. It was this voice that wasn't male, Mm -hmm. it wasn't female, Mm -hmm. it was some kind of octave in between Uh that I'd never heard, and it wasn't speaking in like a meter or like a dialect, it was very flat, monotone, but sing-songy at the same time, if that makes any kind of sense. And here's what it said, he's lying to you, no one can save you, not even him. (laughs) Wow. And by the way, I've never heard the story. So I'm, I've never I'm, told you the story. No. Okay, pretty much. Look, you said that in my eyes, kind of. Pretty much, he shit. he told him to disregard everything I just prayed about uh-huh. that no one else could have heard. Right. You know what I mean? He's Ooh. lying to you. No one can save you. But it said him. It couldn't even say not even Jesus or mm-hmm. not even God. Of course, not, not even him. Of course, like you know, blah blah blah. So, of course, I freaked out. I was like, oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, dude, this isn't good. Like, I'm freaking out. It's dark outside. Right. We're in this shop by ourselves. Right. I got to drive home, so I got to go out to the parking lot. Right. I'm I'm like, this thing knows what I am now. Who I am. This thing knows me now. Holy shit. Right. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Because I had never done anything like this up until this point. Mm -hmm. This was really my first encounter with coming up against something. Right. So it freaked me out. So I said, let's stay in contact. You call me, you know. Right. Whenever you need to talk or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So previous to this, like a week before this happened, mm. we got some new furniture. Gotcha. I had up until that point, because we were in our first apartment that was really ours. Mm. Well, all of our furniture was hand-me-down from my ex's parents. And you remember the old sofas, the orangey ones uh, with the, the pattern, the mm-hmm. flowery pattern with the windmills and shit on it? And they were like solid oak. Like if you hit your head on that shit, you're going to die for the arms. And they, and they had the coffee table. Uh-huh. It was also the footstool. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what we had for furniture. Gotcha. Well, when we got new furniture, I gave that furniture set to him. Oh. To help him out. Because he, right, 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 he was right. in an apartment and he had shitty furniture. Right. I'm like, we got this. And it was a, a couch. Mm-hmm. A love seat to match the couch. And that fucking table. Gotcha. With the... Uh, cushions and like the middle that opened and you could put shit in it mm-hmm. that couch was a hide bed oh okay you ever moved a hide bed yes they're heavy as shit they weigh yeah they heavy weigh, as fucking shit right they weigh a fucking ton so 
we had hauled it over there and, and I took my brother-in-law or somebody and we all helped we helped him move it in and everything mm-hmm. so a couple nights later I get a call from him mm-hmm. and he's like I'm really freaked out he's like I'm really he goes I, I'm kind of mad at you yeah you and I was like why are you mad at me and he goes because things have just gotten worse now of like, course I'm seeing things. I'm hearing things. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm in my bedroom right now, and I'm afraid to go out into the living room. Yep. And I went, why? He goes, because I'm here by myself, and somebody's walking around in my living room and yep. moving shit. Yep. And I'm like, happen. okay. I said, happen. all right, I'm going to pray with you. Let's uh-huh. just do this. So I prayed with him again. I'm like, and now I'm getting bold, and I'm like, I speak directly against whatever's there yeah. and whatever's uh, scaring yeah. him right now. I pray for peace. I pray for the spirit of God to come there and give him peace and just fill that entire place so that nothing can be there Mm -hmm. but peace and love and the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, everything's quiet now. So this is about (laughs) 11 o'clock at night. Uh So I'm like, all right, well, if you need anything else, you know, let me know. I'm like, like, did my duty. I go back to sleep. I get a call around 1 a.m. Shit. He goes... Now there's movement, there's noise, there's stuff banging around, and there's a red light shining under oh, the door. Shit. Like the lights are all out there, but there's a red glow coming under the door into my room. Oh, because I'm freaking out, and he's scared. Hell yeah! So I'm like, I'm scared right. for so him. I get the Bible out <laughs> and I start reading Psalm 91, uh-huh. which is what I always read from that moment on. Every time I did a cleansing of a house or an exorcism or anything, I always started with Psalm 91 because it's all about. God having your back and, and mm. guarding you from the snare of the fowler and the arrow that flieth by day and the pestilence that comes by night and Ooh. covering you with his wings. Read it sometime. It's powerful. It makes you feel like a badass, you know? Like, yeah, I got God on my side. Right. So I'm reading Psalm 91 on the phone. Uh-huh. And then I'm praying. And he, all of a sudden, right in the middle, after I read it, I start praying. He goes, stop. Stop. I'm like, what? He goes, it's getting louder. He goes, and I can see... He goes, out. keep in mind, he had never been to my house. When we brought the furniture to him, we loaded and we took it to him. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm having a vision in my head mm-hmm. of the outside of your apartment. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, right outside your bedroom window, there's some shrubbery and there's a hose and blah, blah. And he's describing the outside. Of my, now I'm freaking out. Right. And he's like... And there are snake-like creatures in that shrubbery trying to come in your window of your bedroom. So I woke my wife up. Hell yeah. Because we were both church-going people. And I told her what was going on. I said, I need you to start praying right now. Yeah, of course. So she started praying. Of course. And I'm praying with him. And now I'm praying not only against what's at his house, house, but what's at my fucking house now. You know? So all of a sudden, I heard this in the background. I heard a very loud, Mm -hmm. like, crash. And he's like, something just happened in my living room. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what happened? He goes, I don't know. I'm not going to go look. I said, all right, go open the door and just tell me what you see. And, he, and it took me 10 minutes to get him over there to do it because he wouldn't do it. Right. And I kept praying. And then he said he couldn't see the outside of my bedroom anymore. Gotcha. In his head. like, Because mm-hmm. he had a connection with this thing. Of like, course. So I took care of whatever was there. Mm-hmm. And if I remember, I think my wife got on the phone with my pastor mm-hmm. or something, one of the other people from church and had them praying too. Gotcha. You know. Standing in the gap. Right. <laughs> uh, what's that called? Intercessory, Intercessory prayer. prayers. Intercessory prayers. So for sure. when I finally get him to open the door, he goes, 
You know the hideaway couch you gave me? I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's upside down on the other side of the apartment. Like, it got thrown across the apartment. So, I freaked out. And I'm like, okay. He goes, but everything seems to have stopped now. He goes, there's no light. There's no movement. There's no nothing. I said, okay, try and get some sleep. And let's, you know, revisit this tomorrow or whatever. Um, the next day was Saturday, which was the busiest day of the week at mm-hmm. U-Haul. So, he came in Saturday. He hadn't slept. His eyes were all gone. So, he's, well, I didn't sleep. You know, I was like, I don't blame you. Right. I said, I want you to come to church with me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he was really kind of, he was like, he didn't want to come to church. He was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go. I said, just come to church with me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, finally, he agreed. So the next day was Sunday. He came to church, and mm-hmm. I'm introducing them to everybody. And oh, nice to meet you, blah blah. Because I knew we always did. You know, we always did the prayer line at the end of service. Uh-huh. I knew if I could get him up there into the prayer line, once the pastor started praying, this thing was going to manifest, and it was done. Right. The deacons and everybody yeah, would just yeah, converge. Everybody would pray. Right. right. This thing is done. So he gets up there. I, you know, and I'm I'm praying really hard for him. Just get in the prayer line. Just get in the prayer line. Mm-hmm. He gets in the prayer line. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. He gets up there. The pastor lays his hand on him and starts praying, and he's, you know, like everybody else at first, kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he starts laughing maniacally, like cackling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the pastor's finally, and everybody's looking. Mm-hmm. The pastor's figured out something's going on here. Right. So he starts praying against whatever it is, laughing at him. Mm-hmm. The laugh turns into a guttural mm-hmm. growl. Now the other ministers have gotten up. I've gone forward. Mm-hmm. The deacons have come up to catch him or whatever. We're all laying hands on him. They're anointing him with oil. Mm-hmm. And he opened his eyes and looked around at all of us with such a pure hatred. You know in The Exorcist where... He hypnotizes Reagan, uh-huh. and he's like, who is this? And she looks up, and it was just like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if I had a dollar for every time something's looked at me like that over the last 20 years or so, I'd be rich. Right. Because everything looks at you like that of when you course, piss it off. Of course. When you're trying to cast it out. So, <clears throat> we kept praying over this thing and praying over this thing, and you know, you've got to get them to denounce it. Of course. Which is what we did. You know, mm-hmm. repeat after me. I, so-and-so, I denounce you in the name of Jesus, and I accept Jesus into my heart as my mm-hmm. Lord and Savior to get rid of all evil, all nastiness, ugliness, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as he finished praying that prayer, he fell out. Of course. On the ground, He's there's like spit coming out of his, like mm-hmm. drooling out of his mouth, down his cheek. We're like wiping it off so it didn't go in his ears and shit like that. Right. And then when we lifted him up, I remember two deacons lifted him up and he had his hands raised Mm -hmm. and he just started praising God. Mm -hmm. And then the whole church started praising God and the whole thing just broke out and everybody was dancing and he Mm -hmm. was, he was yelling, praise Jesus, praise Jesus, you know? And, um, he was good after that. Mm -hmm. Like the shit stopped at his apartment. Right. He was healthier. He started going to a different church. Gotcha. Well, Um, he started going to church. Yeah. He started going to church, not my church. Right. But he started going to church near him. He got a girlfriend. Nice. And he got a car and all this other crazy shit. And then um, I lost contact with him because I ended up going to another center. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know whatever happened to him. But I'd like to think it was a happy ending. Right. 
But that, yeah, that was my first real experience, and boy, I jumped in feet first on that Ooh. one, you know. So yeah, man, it's crazy. Super, super crazy. Like it is, it super is super crazy. It is crazy. Like, so get this. Huh? There's a follow-up. Oh, let's follow up to this. Shit. How many years later was it? Five, uh-huh. four or five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, after I've done this for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm exercising a demon out of a woman. Mm-hmm. She looks straight at me, tells me my name, tells me that story. Says, "I'm Leviathan. What's up?" And not in so many words. No, no, but no, 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 What's no, up, no. motherfucker? Right. You know, and that scared the shit out of me too. The same fucking yeah. Look at, look at my arm. Like I four am. or five years later, in a different yeah. person, like knew who I was. Yeah. Told me where they knew me from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And then um, I casted him out again. Mm -hmm. And then the crazier part of that is later on when I became pagan, like 10 years later, Mm -hmm. um, I ran into him again and things were totally different. Like there was no like, it wasn't like animosity. It was like, do you get it now? You know what I mean? Like, do you get it? Like, and that's a whole other thing about guardianship and generational not generational curses but generational guardianship of Mm -hmm. deities and guardians and Mm -hmm. because i have things that are my guardians aside from my goddess lilith i have things that are with me all the time that i communicate with Mm -hmm. that guard me and that advise me and that, Mm -hmm. that you know have kept me out of trouble and a lot of people would consider that a form of demon possession. Like you have demons inside you. No, I have guardians. But I can see where if somebody had a guardian mm-hmm. that was kind of a big deal and you tried to rip it out of them, right. it would piss them off. You know, I, I, in fact, I know that for a fact because I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you look at it as well. They were in the cult and they promised his life to a demon. But what if they were, they were pagans and they assigned this guardian to him to protect him throughout his life. And then this minister came along and ripped it out. So my Because I know is, if somebody went toe-to-toe, if you called my guardian forth and tried to get rid of him, mm-hmm. some shit would go down, you know, because my he's is, supposed to be there. With that, um, we all have choice. We all got choices. Right. Everybody got choices. <laughs> right. Nope. Yep. So when it comes to that, damn, you don't like me. <laughs> it's um, you may think you know intent. Your intent is this mm-hmm. is good for you, right? But my path and my walk is different, right? So that may be in direct conflict with yes. said path, right? So I have to make the choice to say no, right? You know, yes or no, you know that conscious decision. Yes. You know, to say, you know, to, to take dominion over this right. or let it take dominion over me. You know, whatever the case yeah. is, um, how I even look at all of the stuff that I've done up, you know, up to this point is totally different now. You know, right. um, again, still Christian based, but um, understanding that um, I've had stuff come out of me, you yeah, know, me and too. that is the craziest thing and this is like i'm gonna say this and, I, and then we can get to the movie yep, yep, yep. um the i casted something out of somebody and i didn't know this is the crazy thing mm-hmm. i didn't know i'm an empath so right, right um 
uh, I was told by my aunt that our lineage, we were the, um, the people that would take people's sins and pray them off into the church. Oh shit. We would walk them in physically into the church and, you know, pray that okay. off of, I would take your sin mm-hmm. and pray it off in church. Wow. It, yes. I didn't even know that was possible. I look, I didn't know either, you know? So, um, <laughs> it's hard to explain it without getting too far into it, right? Yes, yeah. it, it is. It is definitely right. that. Um, so, the the situation is, um, I pray for this person's leg, okay. and I physically, it's me. Mm-hmm. So there's again setting the just the 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 room up. There's me and four other people, mm-hmm. right? One person is a non-believer. Okay. Very specific. Non-believer, uh-huh. right? And I told them, I said, look, if anybody has any doubt that this is going to happen, get out. Right. Because, again, I'm not fighting against this doubt. Yeah. Already, you know, already know that I'm fighting against something. This isn't it. Mm-hmm. Get out. Right? The person stays. Okay. Cool. So, as I'm praying, you know, the person I'm praying for, I told them, I'm like, hey, you got to, you know. Tip of the spear. I'm just the thrust right. in this moment kind of thing. So you have to set the atmosphere for this to happen. So, you know, the person starts to, you know, pray and stuff and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I do what I have to do and I pray over their leg. Right. As soon as I touch their leg, their leg went from their their. You can physically see their leg decrease Damn. because their leg was. Swelling went down. It, it was. It was. Almost instantaneous. Dang. Almost instantaneous, right? And the reason I, I, I bring up the non-believer, mm-hmm. the reason I titled him the non-believer, mm-hmm. is because the non-believer saw it. Yes. And automatically started crying. Wow. Went into tongues, speaking in tongues. Whoa. Look, I can't speak in tongues. Right. That's not my gift. Right. Don't try to do it because that's just not it. I'm really good at it. This person, <laughs> <laughs> this person... Non-believer. Damn. Nothing. I mean, nothing. <laughs> so along that line, uh-huh. a lot of times, like, if you put rules to this shit, mm-hmm. I've had non-believers help me with oh, exorcism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. they believe in it. For sure. They don't believe in God, but they believe mm-hmm. there's something going on here, right. you know? But in the Bible, like, they were saying, like, when you're speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. there must be an interpretation. Right. And there must be an, a non-believer there. Mm-hmm. Just like with exorcisms, there should be a non-believer there mm-hmm. for the edification and the glorifying of God to mm-hmm. the non-believer so that they can believe also. Right. Everything that they do, everything that you do in the Bible or that they did in the Bible was to glorify God and mm-hmm. bring other people to him. Mm-hmm. None of it was really for show or showy or right, 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 Benny right, right. Hinn slapping you with his, <laughs> his jacket, jacket and you falling out and getting healed. You know what I mean? <laughs> But shit like that. But it was for the edification of the non-believer and mm-hmm. the glorification of God. So it's exactly the same thing along that so, line right there. Crazy thing is, so like like you said, back you know, there's another part to this, right? Right. So, um, this is let's say a year later, okay. right? Um, my mom. She was going to run a daycare out of her house, right? So uh-huh. she has this little, you know, those little houses that kids play in? Yeah. Like the little tight little, houses? Yeah. Yep. So um, 
I moved out of the house where where this stuff happened with the up guy, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm I'm uh, I'm staying at my mom's house for the time being. So right. I'm downstairs sleeping on a cot, and I'm right next to this little house. Uh-huh. Right, didn't think anything of it. I remember being woken up out of my sleep because of this little house, uh-huh. because I'm I'm legitimately right there, and there was something in this house, and I'm like, holy shit, you know, like, what the fuck? So I. I automatically, like I woke up praying. Right. Right. So I'm praying, I'm praying. Everybody in the house wakes up. Right. So everybody comes from downstairs and they see that I'm praying. Where You know, everybody starts praying and stuff like this. Right. My mom's not home. So I think this is like, so my mom, so my mom wasn't staying at the house anymore. So I ended up taking over the house, if I'm not mistaken. And she uh-huh. wasn't at the house anymore. Okay. So, um, I'm I'm praying and stuff like that, and I remember my mom calling, and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna run by. I'm gonna come by and grab the mail, right?" So, as all of this stuff is going on, um, I remember walking outside, and I I I walk outside to kind of you know tell my mom what's going on. Mm-hmm. She looks at me and I fall, right? All right. Because I, I if I'm not mistaken, because I I knew something was wrong. Okay. I remember saying. I need you to pray for me. Right. And as I'm saying that, I fall. Okay. Like, limp. Like, my body is uh-huh. to the curb, right? I can, and I can hear my thoughts, and then I can hear something else. Right. I'm, and I'm, yeah. I'm laying face in the dirt. Right. And I felt like there was a boot on my face. Oh. I could not get up. Major oppression. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm like, I, like legitimately. I'm in the dirt, <laughs> and I say this because, again, I couldn't get up, and uh-huh. I remembered because we had a conversation. I was like, ah, I try not to touch people. Right. You know, in this yep. moment, I try not to touch people. Right. Um, I remember. I remember hearing it say, "Just grab your sister's hand, uh, grab your mom's hand." Okay. Just grab your mom's hand, right, and. I remember my hand like contorting in a way that I couldn't even contort my hand. Mm-hmm. I remember like it, 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 it moving in such a way in a, such a perverted, like nasty way. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Right. So I remember just trying to say Jesus, right? Jesus. Right. right? So it started off. Juh, juh, juh. And I, and I, I finally was able to, say the whole word Jesus and I remember uh-huh. saying it it's in the way that I felt it was like when you you dive into the you know the deep end of the pool uh-huh. and you go down too far and you have to come up you uh-huh. know quick to get air as you hit that air it's that gasp of yep. Yep. <gasps> I remember saying Jesus right and as soon as I said it I couldn't breathe again right uh-huh. the next thing that comes out of my mouth is and and like you said, that sing songy way. Right, right. It was, and it was, it was a very, very. Um, it was a very, very uh, arrogant um, sound and voice, um, making fun of. So it says, "I know your name." I know your name, and it then it says, Jesus. Uh-huh. I know your name. Like it was, it was so weird. Uh-huh. So 
and then I started I started seeing what it was. Okay. So it was whatever was plaguing the person that I healed. Yeah. That time Attached ago. itself to you. To me. Okay. And then manifested itself into. Right. But this is again. This is I can't remember the, the you know the time in between, but it then was now manifesting itself in me. Gotcha. Oh. It was the nastiest feeling that I've probably ever felt. Right, it's violated. Uh and it and it was it was violent. Right, coming out, it was violent. Absolutely, it was. It did not want to. It did not want to leave. Yeah. Um, I remember calling said person after you know the deliverance, and I'm like, uh-huh. "Yo, like, you need to deal with that." And that was the presence of your mom that did. Yes, that. yes, because well, knowing the the fight that was already internally mm-hmm. in me. Right. You know, then it manifesting, and then my mom coming. Yes. That was, you know, it was like, woo. So you ever heard that story in the Bible where Peter's walking and just his shadow passed over the dude and it healed him? Oh, dang. You know what I mean? Like, that's an actual story from the mm-hmm. Bible. And that's the kind of shit that happened. Like, the prophets in the Old Testament and all this other shit. Like, when you're that in tune with God or mm-hmm. the energy or whatever you want to call it, that's the shit that happens. Like... It was like your mom was there, and her spirit was saying, "You better recognize." Look, it was it was know. it was like the Calvary. I promise you, she bent the corner. Right, she bent the corner, and I was like, "Yo, nice." I look, my face was in the dirt, right. like I couldn't, I could not move, and the only thing that was moving was my fucking hand. Right. Ugh. And it's it's humbling. Yes, for you know? sure. To for know that, sure, yeah, you're just a you're just a conduit. Look, for that is power you're wielding. That is it. That yeah, is, and I use yeah. I use conduit for a very specific reason because I, uh, that I quite literally, <laughs> uh, and I'll be really quick because yeah. we talk stories all night. Right, I quite literally almost died once. I believe you. I was laying on the floor, not able to breathe, feeling mm-hmm. like my ribs were being crushed, unable to speak. Mm-hmm. And my goddess showed up and killed whatever it was. It was, you know what I mean? I was Mm -hmm. trying to bind something and it bound me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. I couldn't yell for help. I could look around, but I couldn't do anything. And yeah, all of a sudden I felt her presence. And then I I just. (gasps) Yep. And and then I was okay, you know. And it, it really is humbling to know that. You know, you're playing with, you're playing with shit. That yes, you yeah. gotta keep on your your a game. You gotta be it, on you know? your toes. So those are our stories. We hope they gave you some chills up your spine. We hope you're ready for a ride because we're going long. Yeah. Um, but I think it's gonna be worth it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Right now, we're gonna do a little thing we call the tail tail tape. <laughs> in which I will read you the back of the VHS for The Exorcist. By the way, we are covering today The Exorcist, uh, the version you've never seen, which is pretty much the extended director's cut. So brace yourself as one of the all-time spellbinders possesses you all over again. Director William Friedkin and producer-screenwriter William Peter Blatty have revisited The Exorcist to integrate 11 minutes of scenes and images deleted before the film's 1973 release and digitally restore the picture and audio elements. The result is an experience more gripping than ever. 
Now seen are moments deepening the impact of the performances by Linda Blair, Ellen Burstyn, Jason Miller, Max von Sydow, and Lee J. Cobb. They include a nervous disorder diagnosis, expansion of Father Marin's arrival before the ritual, priestly doubts during the ritual, an epilogue with Lieutenant Keterman and Father Dyer, and most notably, a shattering staircase descent by Reagan. Winner of Oscars for Best Adapted Screenplay and Sound, The Exorcist astonishes time and time again like no other movie. Damn. Yeah, I really like the storytelling in this version of the movie. Gotcha. Um, and we're going to talk about it a little more when we get into it. This movie is not... It's, it's aptly titled The Exorcist because mm-hmm. this movie is not about Reagan being possessed. This movie is about Father Karras, Mm. and basically it's more about him than anybody else. And we'll get into that when we talk more about the movie. Um, That spider walk scene was added in, Mm -hmm. because you had never seen this before. So I would almost encourage you to go back and watch the theatrical release, Mm -hmm. because at one point you were like, man, this is kind of boring. Right. Because all of those diagnosis scenes and stuff were added in. That's stuff that they had cut out of the movie. Gotcha. And um, it's very important, that last scene Mm -hmm. with Father Dyer and the cop, Mm -hmm. Lederman, is very important because... Exorcist 2 is trash. Mm-hmm. Absolute garbage sequel. What you really want to do, you literally can go from Exorcist 1 to Exorcist 3. Because Exorcist 3 is really the true sequel to The Exorcist. Gotcha. The second one is just a mess of psycho- psychological Reagan facing her fears and going back to the house and weird shit happening with James Earl Jones as this african high priest dude and locust and it doesn't make any sense and there's a lot of really bad special effects horrible special effects in it so is exorcist 3 like 1990 yes okay george c scott plays the part of the cop from this movie lederman Mm -hmm. who's the big movie buff Mm-hmm. And that friendship he makes with Father Dyer mm-hmm. at the end of this movie is what the third one's all about. They're gotcha. still friends. It's years later. Mm-hmm. They're still having lunch together. They're going to movies together, and they sit around and talk movies and stuff. It's really cool. Gotcha. And um, it's all about what happened directly after The Exorcist and how it ties. And it's it's still years later in the timeline. Mm-hmm. But it explains what happened directly after The Exorcist and how it ties in with a local serial killer called the Gemini Killer. Damn. It's fucking amazing. I enjoy it better than this movie. Damn. Exorcist 3 is head and tails above The Exorcist. And it has one of the greatest jump scares of all time in it that I can't even begin to describe to you because I don't want to spoil it. Gotcha. But we are going to cover it if I can ever get it on. I don't have it on VHS, but I will. Um, It's amazing. Gotcha. So anyway, that being said, um, since we're running a little long, I want to jump right into the trailer here. Then we'll yep. cover some trivia and stuff like That's that. That's fine. Make Halloween fun with one-stop shopping at Woolworth or Woolco for your Halloween needs. Costumes from $1.83 to $3.99, like $6 million man, bionic woman, superheroes, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, and a new favorite for girls, Holly Hobby. 
You can get wrapped candies of every kind. Bubblegum, lollipops, fun-sized candy bars. Get this Halloween record. Sounds to make you shiver just $1.89. Make Halloween fun and easy. Make just one stop at Woolworth or Woolco. Whoa, Millhouse, that frozen black cherry's turned your tongue black. <laughs> My tongue's black, too. Ooh, ooh, let me try. Must hey, have black tongue. Uh, <laughs> this Halloween, the Simpsons are at Burger King. Now, in every big kid's meal, you can get a Simpsons spooky light-up. They gleam, there is scream, and you can collect all 15 at Burger King. Where else? Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! <laughs> The one hope, the only hope, the exorcist. Okay, kids, it's time to flip the record over. Be sure to check side two for the continuation of the 700 Tapes podcast features The Exorcist. Again, be sure to check part two for our feature presentation. See you next time.